You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Here are your hosts, Matthew Leach and Paul Hagan. Hi, and welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach with Paul Hagan. Joined in just a moment by MLB.com's Brian Hoke. Uh, Paul, I'm not sure any team uh, looks more different from the start of the year than it does now than uh, the New York Yankees. Uh, do you think they're better? Do you think they're worse? Do you think they're just different? Well, I think a lot of the difference is uh, is injuries to starting pitchers, which probably makes them worse. But uh, they, they were able to address some needs at the, uh, at the non-waiver trade deadline. Uh, and are, are hanging in there. I think really, if if you look at what they've been able to do with all the injuries uh, and everything that's gone on there, it's it's almost uh, a remarkable story. Brian, we're 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 talking about this team in the intro, and there's a it's one of those clubs with a difference between its run differential and its one lost record. How big a part of what this team's done this year has been the bullpen? I mean, bullpen has been huge. Uh, you you wonder where this team would be without Dylan Batances coming out of really coming out of nowhere and exploding on the scene as a, a dominant setup man. Uh, David Robertson has done an excellent job as a closer. Uh, you know, I mean, the greatest compliment you can give to Robertson is that nobody has been talking about, oh, we miss Mariano Rivera. If Mariano was here, this or that. Uh, you don't hear that stuff anymore. And, and they've gotten contributions from other guys in the back of that bullpen. Adam Warren has been very good, um, maybe showing some signs of fatigue lately. But uh, I think that it has definitely been a strength for them uh, that if they can get a lead to the seventh inning or into the sixth inning, uh, more often than not, it seems like they've been able to lock that down. Is this offense better now than it was a month ago with all the changes? I mean, it's it's almost hard to keep track of what all they've done. As they've done all these sort of upgrades and changes, uh, is this a better lineup than it was? I think it is. I think if you go around the diamond, uh, just, you know, their major – acquisitions that they've done. I think Chase Headley is a lot better than Jan Hervis Salarte, who had a hot seven weeks. I mean, he was hot, as hot as anybody up until about the uh, the third week of May, and then he fell off and came back down to earth. And I think, uh, I mean, that's a huge upgrade. you got a known quantity over somebody who might have just you know caught fire for a little bit. Uh, in right field, I think Ichiro was hurting them a lot. Uh, they had the worst OPS of any uh, team with right fielders uh, this year, any team's right fielders, up until uh, – the trade deadline here, and, uh, you know, Martin Prado is another guy. He's having a down year, um, but a proven performer. I mean, this guy is a career 290 hitter, so you figure he's going to come in and be able to, to be counted on to, to put the ball in play and, and give professional at-bats. And then, you know, the Stephen Drew acquisition is really interesting. I mean, uh, you know, in a way, and it's obviously coming off a game where he drove in four runs against the Red Sox in Boston, but it's almost like he went through spring training with the Red Sox and then came to the Yankees. So uh, I'm interested to see what he's going to be able to do down the stretch with him. I think that Brian Roberts played in more games than I thought he would, uh, 91, I believe, off the top of my head. And, uh, you know, I mean, his biggest thing coming into spring training was just to stay on the field. He did that. But uh, I think now that you're down to the nitty-gritty here, you're in the, the last third of the season, uh, if Stephen Drew is an upgrade over Brian Roberts, you had to make that move. What do you see Stephen Drew's role being for the rest of the year? Obviously, the Yankees have a, a pretty famous shortstop. Yeah, yeah, and you can make a pretty good case that Drew would be the uh, the better defensive shortstop. But 
uh, it's the Yankees, and it's Derek Jeter, and he's never played any other position, and it's his farewell season. So uh, Jeter's going to stay at short, and they're going to keep working Stephen Drew at second base. You know, you might see him at short once in a while when uh, when Jeter needs a day off, but don't forget Brendan Ryan's also on this roster, and he's a pretty good defensive uh, shortstop too, so he's going to need to play. Ryan, we talked a, a little bit about how it's been amazing that the Yankees can hang in there with the starting pitching injuries uh, they've had. Um, I, I know Michael Pineda could be coming back soon, and Tanaka uh, is is undergoing a platelet replacement procedure um, that conceivably could bring him back too. What, what do you think the chances are of either one of those guys contributing down the stretch? I think the chances seem very good on Pineda. Um, you know, he, he's Back on the progress report here, he's, he's rolling toward the big leagues, and they think that maybe two more minor league starts and he would be ready to contribute at the big league level. I know that you kind of hold your breath with that guy because uh, obviously he's had so much trouble staying on the mound ever since he went from the, Mar- the Mariners to the Yankees. Um, Tanaka's going to be very interesting. They're going to try to have him start playing catch, and uh, you know that begins the, the long road back of now you're throwing at 60 feet, 90 feet, 120. Finally, you get in up on the bullpens and – rehab games and now you're you're talking about the middle of september for tanaka absolute best case scenario so um i think that Pineda will come first if he's healthy and uh if tanaka can come back and give them two or three starts in september and then you know obviously they hope the postseason as well uh that would be huge for them but i don't think tanaka is something you can count on at this point facing that uncertainty and and even with optimism facing the uncertainty on Pineda, and now you know who knows exactly what's going on with phelps is there is there anything to be done to another rotation ad? Is there anything they can do in August? Is there anything in the organization? Or are they just stuck really kind of hoping for whatever they can get beyond Kuroda and, and McCarthy? I, I think they'll be looking. You saw Brian Cashman was very active in June and July trying to mix and match and patch the, uh, the ship, so to speak, with whatever he could find out there. Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people were saying at the trade deadline that, oh, well, it's okay. They'll just go claim Cliff Lee on waivers. And, uh, you know, suddenly that can change very quickly. But pitchers like that would be available, I think, that, uh, you know, could be out there in August if they need to slap something on. But I think that uh, if there was a huge acquisition, a big difference maker out there that the Yankees could have gotten, they would have gotten them already. Right now, the Cliff Lee is uh, no longer an option, apparently out for the season with that elbow injury. Who are some of the other pitchers that might go on waivers that would be interested, interesting to the Yankees? Yeah, you know, they showed some interest in John Danks with the White Sox. I, I think that he's got a contract that uh, could – I think Chicago would, would consider moving that. Um, you know, there's guys out there who are going to be available, I think, that, uh, you know, the Yankees obviously struck gold, they think, with McCarthy. Um, I think that they've gotten more that they could have expected out of guys like Phelps and Chase Whitley. They promoted these guys. So um, there are pitchers out there who I think – could be available, but, you know, who knows? It's, it's really too early to tell. It, it, are they are they good enough if they don't add to rotation? I mean, I, I guess anybody's good enough to sneak in who's in the in the hunt, but, but are they good enough to really hang in there all year with such a patchwork rotation and with presumably the kind of strain that starts putting on the bullpen as the year goes on? Um, I think so, <laughs> but... Uh, You know, it's been a funny year where, you know, you look at their win-loss record, and as you mentioned earlier, their run differential, and you would say this team is not going to be in the race. And you look up, and they're still there. They're still hanging around. So I think that, uh, yeah, anything's possible. And once you get in the short series, uh, I mean, double that. But uh, right now you're looking at a rotation that's headed by, 
Hiroki Kuroda is the only man standing. If you can get Michael Pineda back and he can be what he looked like the first three or four starts of the year, I think that would be absolutely huge. I think that uh, that would change my opinion a lot of this team. So, uh, I mean, Pineda is a uh, Pineda's a huge key here. And, and if they can get him back healthy in the next two or three weeks, I think that's going to be very big for them. As a follow on that, and this may seem like a silly question since we're talking about the Yankees, do they feel like it's worth, you know, you mentioned Danks. Do they, are they still willing to – to put money into this team as as the season gets shorter and and the in some cases the odds get longer. I think they are. I, I think that Hal Steinbrenner showed that he was willing to increase payroll for you know Martin Prado and Stephen Drew and Chase Headley and Brandon McCarthy. They're, they took on money on all those deals. So uh, I think that it's it's clear they see it's possible. It's possible to get into the playoffs. It's possible to make a run. And and once you're in the dance, you know who knows what can happen. So I think that. Uh, you know, the Yankee business model is always playoffs or bust. So I think that uh, if a pitcher comes along, like a Dengs, who they think could help them, uh, I think they would go for that. There's a lot of attention paid to Hal Steinbrenner's edict about getting under and staying under the $189 million luxury tax threshold. Is that totally out the window now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's over. That's over and done with. I mean, it was a, it was a nice idea, and there were incentives there, but uh, I think that uh, once Masahiro Tanaka came on the table, uh, that was the end of that. So, uh, no, the Yankees are going to be well over 200, and, uh, you know, that's just who they are. So, having said that, uh, they did not pick up uh, an expensive. They made some moves that addressed specific needs at the deadline, but they didn't make that big signature move that they always seemed to used to make at the trade deadline. Is this the new normal, or was it just one of those years? I, I don't think the move was out there for them to make. Uh, you know, I say, who got moved at the deadline that they would have been a huge upgrade? I mean, obviously, sure, David Price would have been wonderful in their rotation, but I don't think the Rays were going to trade him, A, within the division, and B, to the Yankees, and C, uh, for what the Yankees' prospects have. You know, uh, the Yankees' farm system is probably better than a lot of people give it credit for, but uh, to make that elite move and go get a guy like that, I don't think that uh, – that was in the cards this year. So that's why Cashman made the moves that he did make. And, you know, nobody saw the Martin Prado move coming. And I think that's actually a pretty nice little move. Uh, absolutely nobody thought that the Yankees and the Red Sox were going to get together and, and trade Stephen Drew. And the Chase Headley move, the Brandon McCarthy move, uh, these are uh, these are kind of panning out a little bit in Cashman's favor here. You know, that could subject to change. But so far, the smaller moves have been working. And uh, you kind of just go with the big fish. They did their shopping in the offseason. They you know, remember Brian McCann, Jacoby Ellsbury, Carlos Beltran, Tanaka, all these guys came in from outside the organization. So they did their big hunting in the offseason. That's probably their new normal, too, as well. Is Beltran pretty much going to be limited to DH the rest of the year because of the injury? I, I think so. Um, you know, they, they've had him throwing for a week or two now. Um, it's going along, but I don't see the urgency to get him back out there. I think that Prado helps him in that regard because he's so versatile. He can play at so many different positions. Uh, you know, the, the risk with Beltron is you can put him out in the outfield, and then if he has to really uncork one or maybe try and get a runner at the plate or something, that could blow again, and then you lose his bat completely. So I think that uh, the risk is not really worth the reward right now. They're going to keep him tossing, but um, it doesn't seem like they have to get him out there, which is a good thing for the Yankees. Seems like at this point, um, barring a couple of small moves, the cards are on the table. There's eight weeks for the postseason. Uh, thanks for taking some time to join us here on MLB.com Extras, Brian. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story. And one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 